It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club. It has been too long. <gasps> well, now that we're not all going to die from heat exhaustion yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, August has been a rough one, guys. Uh, between some of the crew being out, uh, Sabrina took a, a big, um, well, let, let's start with everybody on the table. Hi, I'm Josh over here, Sabrina. You want to say hello? No, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Sabrina doesn't want to be part of the show. <laughs> She's already out. This is oh, no. already wonderful. She, no, she just doesn't want to say she just want to say hello. Yeah, over there's Eric. Hello, and Martin's here. Greetings, citizen. Um, and we're back. Uh, yes, August was a hard month for us. Hence, there were two episodes that we were out. One we just weren't able to reconvene because people were out, and the other one it was a hundred and seven. Yeah, and I don't know if people people on the outside don't know this, but like Josh lives in a sort of like hell zone of, of, a, of a, an apartment, so. It's it can get very warm here. It was not a pleasant time, and I was not going to make I was not going to have make people sit in this apartment it, melt. It was going to be. It went up to 110 degrees <laughs> on Saturday. It was 110 degrees here in Effin. Wait, I shouldn't tell people. Never well, mind. In the in the bay, in the <laughs> in San Francisco the, yeah. in the bay, the wonderful, in the bay. Yeah. which it never gets over a hundred here. It's not supposed to. That's and, like something that happens in the valley, and no air conditioning. So, right. and of course, yeah, because no one thinks, oh, we don't need air conditioning. We're in the bay. We get nice, cool breezes. And no then, one needs it. And then you die. Yeah, pretty much. It, it was a and rough. Then one. Mother Nature said, "Fuck you." Well, granted, Mother Nature's saying that a lot in many other places. Oh, so yes. I oh, certainly yes, cannot. Yeah. I cannot be like, oh. It's so hot. This is awful. Just going it's like, so oh wow. Hot. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to everyone everywhere where Mother Nature is deciding just to be like, no, no. Middle fingers. Yeah, to all yeah. Of yeah you. This this has been a pretty rough like month or two for basically every place in this country. Pretty yeah. much. And Mexico's even getting it too. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And then there's everything I think going on in India or Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Bangladesh yeah. yeah. Massive yeah. flooding. Yep. So it's 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 real fun all over. It sounds like. But you know what? It's Saturday. We're all together. Our friends are back. Mag's uh, unfortunately not able to make it this week uh, to handle her uh, her monthly, uh, um, you know, uh, Oakland, uh, you know, rioting. So I I doubt it's going to be rioting. No, no, no. It, they don't bring signs to a riot. I, I know I've been behind on my usual Bay Area protesting. You know, they we're supposed to get enough of that in. Yeah, I mean, I'm still working on getting my. Um february quota back backdated so i'm just i'm behind man i'm really behind yeah i just gotta you know uh, we're we're used to you falling behind so what is that supposed <laughs> to be behind the times man <sighs> listen God. it has been a month since i have given you crap it is also <laughs> your choice this week oh yeah so oh that's right martin you thought you could avoid like all any any like br the brunt of our insensitive comments by like okay i'm gonna pick a really good movie yeah I'm gonna... guess what it's still starship troopers <laughs> yeah this week starship troopers is the pick obviously martin's choice because of some cartoon he likes <laughs> oh i thought of going gracious. backwards this is what inspired me to watch the cartoon Okay, good. So it was it was in the I guess it wasn't a like a downhill direction. Yes, it started off on a mediocre note and then it went into a well, yeah, you know, I don't need to rehash the past. Well, I, I should before we get into it, I should mention that we have a uh, one more member of our staff today. We we've got a oh. we've been kind of talking about this and been kind of wanting to uh to Josh, is it, introduce a new element to the show. Is it too early to file an HR complaint? <laughs> I mean, let's just find out, you know, Alexa, how are you doing today? Okay, that didn't come across that loud, but we're, we're doing good. Well, I, 
We're, um, we got Alexa here to help us out a little bit more on the show. Can, can I? Can we program Alexa to just respond with nothing but like quotes from like Warhammer Forty Thousand? Yeah. <laughs> blood for the blood god. All is dust. I mean, uh, uh, there's some things. Alexa, give us a joke. <laughs> and, and, wow. Alexa, and, and Alexa, and so the joke is that it doesn't actually tell you a joke at all. No, Fuck she, you. She does tell jokes. I don't know why she just wow. shut off there. She just gave she, up. She was yeah. like, "F you guys." <laughs> I don't want to be on a podcast. She's, she's like, <laughs> I, I, too good I for see where this podcast. is going. <laughs> Even I don't want to be part of a podcast. Well, we, well, she has a use. I'm going. We're going to make use of my robot friend Alexa. You know, you're not the only person that has a robot friend dead. named Alexa. Did we kill you, Alexa? Okay, you're good. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is very spooky. All right. Anyway, uh, Martin, it is your choice. Yes. This week uh, we are doing Starship Troopers. Yes. The Roland Emmerich. Is that right? person believe so yes yeah i will looking at me <laughs> I, I, I i don't actually i don't know i'm i'm suddenly out of my element to this movie it is a very odd movie okay i watched it as a kid no it's ages it's back event uh, his name oh yeah why do we not know this, this i don't is... it feels like this should be things that we know as a podcast hey alexa who made starship troopers oh damn it oh hold on alexa who directed starship troopers Ver- verhoven Yes, she gets German very well. Yes. We need, we, we need to get Alexa with, like, the umlaut. No, cancel, Alexa! <laughs> no, cancel! Buy, buy more Alexas. You know, there's going to be somebody that's playing this on, like, playing this near their machine and just screaming at us because every single time we make their, their little thing just activate. I... I don't know how you guys do it. I couldn't bear the... I couldn't stand the idea of this thing being in my house. Let, let's be... Let's be equal. Okay. Okay, Google. Order me everything. <laughs> Now we now we've upset the Google Cloud. Anyway, moving on, moving on from all these non sequiturs. Uh, shall we go ahead and get into it? Shall we talk a little bit about Starship Troopers? Well, I mean, we can go ahead and get into it, but I feel like a good little primer question for everybody because for me, Starship Troopers kind of arose out of this interest of like you know basically sci-fi space, space, space operas <laughs> space marines and things of that nature so since we we are a bit of a nostalgic bunch does anybody kind of have any you know particular space operas or spacey marini kind of things that they hearken back to or like to or played with even as toys as a kid yeah, this is like pro- this this probably gonna gets more at like the star wars kind of uh, for me mm. but I- I mean, it's it's kind of like Star Wars if you decide to root for the Empire. Yeah, well, it, if if it was like, yeah, okay, well, we'll get into this because oh. the the genesis of this movie is an interesting story. Yes, yeah. but um, the only like sci-fi thing I never was really big in Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Trek was always out there, but I was like, oh, that's fine. Star Wars, like was uh, before the prequels like in that nice like 80s 90s zone where there was really nothing so there was just like what am i going to do read a novel no uh so for me i think the only thing that it was really sci-fi that i ever cared any bit about was the like brief glimmer of firefly slash serenity of just like oh this is kind of neat okay that's done oh boy like oh boy joss whedon yeah. Yeah. There's a name. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. I wonder what he's doing. Oh, everything. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I would say this is like just get, before we, we start, I think this is interesting of like the source material for this movie uh, has so much influence on everything else that's like nerdy and sci fi that we know 
everything has borrowed from Starship Troopers at least a little bit. But the hilarious thing is, is that this movie has nearly nothing to do with the book. Yeah, no, but I like, mean that's but that's for the best. Like, yeah, <laughs> almost like if if there was there's there's always been the stories about people going like um even the never ending story was one where they were where the writer was just like no you're bastardizing my work like no this is one where the the actual creator was pretty much like I read two chapters got bored and then did what I wanted yeah because yeah. the source material is is like. And I'm really sad because Mags actually was reading the book to give us some insight on it. And I think we're going to have to record a special, like, side conversation. They get a chance to say something about this because I'm interested in hearing more about it. Like, I, I read the book so long ago, I remember very little of it. But I've been told now it's like, oh, yeah, you just remember that Heinlein is, like, a terrible person. So well, He is well, a complicated person. I downloaded a sample of it because I wasn't going to buy it. And, like, so this movie is interesting. It's a very ironic take on the book. Right. Supposedly, it was the the book itself was made during a period during the Eisenhower administration, where there was a little bit of like people uncertain about people who were in the military. So this was kind of like a reaction to it of just going like, "No, military is great. Military might is awesome." Raw military industrial complex. Yes, believe in your military. You know, right. and hence it comes across in the movie. But it comes across in the movie as this like this like weird satire the whole time <laughs> i yeah yeah 24 7 just awkward satire do, do we want to get into it or we yeah gonna... let's let's do I this mean, i mean yeah we'll we'll get to it later but they're they do literally use a line from the book directly in the movie but it does come off yeah mm. all right well let's get into it it's martin's choice so you know where this is headed uh <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and get it. This week's choice of Starship Troopers. Do you want to know more? I'm ready to do it list. All right, Alexa, tell me about the movie Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is a 1997 action movie starring Casper Van Dien, Denise Richards, and Dinah Meyer. Humans in a fashion militaristic future do battle with giant alien bugs in a fight for survival. Its runtime is two hours, nine minutes. It has an AMB rating of 7.2 out of 10 and is rated R. <laughs> Thank you, Alexa. See, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. This is why we have robots here to yeah, help us. You to know. help us podcast. This right. is the future. I, I'm future. What, what are you? What? He's in a really good mood today. I see. Are are you happy? Because he's just trying to bring up the energy. Let's let's make sure that everybody knows. Earlier, one of Martin's choices was Starship Troopers, whatever fuddy duddy 3D adventure. Um, uh, Rico's Re Roughnecks. Rico's Thank you for Roughnecks. He died for Re our sins. Rex Re Roughnecks. Yes, Starship Troopers, Razak Express. Which br which brings up so many questions oh because Razak is in the movie. Yes, dies in the movie. Yep, is in Razak's Roughnecks. So, I think those and are then to be dies in Razak's Roughnecks. There are two different interpretations <laughs> of the same source material and context. You see, I mean, come on. We have this thing, parallel universes, 
one where Razak is able to live all the way to the Earth campaign, and one where Razak dies heroically in I, Glendathu. I think this is like the the Star Trek like dual timeline thing. <laughs> Maybe they're related in a very tenuous way, but they're kind of the different and you know. And it's, they have they have dark dark what, Riker and whatever they're not even they're not even really that closely related because they were handled by different groups of people obviously so yeah. let's not worry about it no no yeah. yeah I'm just making sure for continuity's sake that we know how the how you know this fits in into the great Starship Troopers lexicon I mean we do have what five other movies after this one. That, that we, we don't talk about. I mean, there's the other five movies. other movies. I, we, I can pull it up here on IMDb. I, you can pull them up, but we're not talking I, about I, them. I want to say, I think the executive summary for this entire movie that we should talk about is just that, like, yes, if you have seen this movie or have just heard about it, like, it's it's a it's a fun movie, and it is it, you will watch it, and you think like there's a lot of people watch it, and like there's something weird and fucked up about this movie, but I can't quite put my finger on it, and it's like, yes, this is a satire. This is this is not like this is not meant to be taken straight, but like the director has said in interviews that like he's been continually shocked at the number of people who like didn't understand that this was a satire and was like this movie is really weird and hammy. Well, no shit. <laughs> yes, but, yeah, <laughs> that's why he's so confused. Like you can watch it's interviews. It's really obvious too. Like well, he does, he doesn't do subtle. It's very much. No, it's yeah. It's I want to join. Some people are some people are very dumb though. <laughs> I, I mean, God, I, there are kids that are just like, but not, but not you, our noble listeners. I just love that it's the entire thing of people that would be like that of just like, yeah, it's super cool. And the moment that like the thought police show up, that it's just like, <laughs> oh no, these are one hundred percent Nazis. Wait, well, how about just, mm-hmm. like I, I would, I, I think that uh, like like anywhere, I, I want to talk about Neil Patrick Harris because he's awesome, but. <laughs> He, I think Neil Patrick Harris's outfits are the perfect like barometer for this movie because he he gets a progressively more and more Nazi uniform as the movie goes along until the last one in which he is dressed like some sort of forty k like commissar. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of crazy to see his progression all the way through. And so so he can I mean he can add so I, I mean we're we're on we're now at we're now at gay psychic Nazi I think is where we're at the end of that movie for him. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, from. Whatever that show was, where he was a kid doing a doctor to gay psychic. Oh, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser mm-hmm. to gay psychic Nazi to How I Met Your Mother. To, yep. to like to like smug to like smug one liner guy on to, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Well, and then to Doctor Horrible. Yeah. Yes. And then a series of unfortunates. My, yep. my guess is, you listeners on this pod, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know him mostly from Doctor uh, Doctor Horrible. Right. I mean, that was my that, main that, introduction to him. That hit the internet like a like a stack of bricks. So. I'm just surprised that when I first watched the movie way back when I was a kid, I didn't realize Neil Patrick Harris. Just I didn't even even notice his presence. He's, like, he's, he's just always just a little bit smug and just kind of like, oh, I'm just kind of doing this role. I'm saying my lines and I'll do this. But, you know, it's just me. I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Well, yeah. let's talk about some of the other people who were there. Did you notice the fake of Jake Busey? Yeah, uh, I, think I, I think I commented on this on a previous episode, but... Uh, Gary Busey's son is in this movie. He mm-hmm. looks exactly like yeah. what you'd imagine a younger. Oh, that's Gary. his son. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like his brother. Or so- he looks ex- almost exactly yes. like he, his he, dad. His he he, ha- he has Gary Busey's giant horse teeth, and his head is shaped like a can of soup. <laughs> <laughs> I file my teeth every oh morning. My God. He's like kind of squinty. He's got like Patrick Warburton's eyes. He's just kind of like I'm. 
Yeah, I'm just kind of squinting. Just, it's just so unfortunate that he looks <laughs> exactly a, like his dad. He's an unfortunate. I'm person. sure. I'm sure Jake Busey is a wonderful person. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that he's know. totally typecast. He's basically going to be typecast the same way his dad was well, for his. But whole his life. dad's also like I, I, Gary Busey has like the space madness or whatever. He's like a crazy person. So, I mean, he fits perfectly within the context of this, you know, so neo-fascist he, militarist So, society. wait, what, what does that mean? Is that Does, does that mean he's, he's a like, Christian scientist? No, he's, like, notorious for just being, like, an unhinged person. And he's, like, had some, it, he's had a bunch of instances where he, like, like, attacked people or something. He's got like a weird history. Oh, okay. Well, moving on. Moving yeah. On. Uh, I'm other- sorry to, I'm sorry to break, I'm sorry to like like, you know, get a, your 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 love affair with Gary Busey. Yeah. Other other what notables? Love affair? Uh, other notable names? Michael Ironside. Oh, oh, oh I, he's like Michael Ironside's like the world's the, like the best straight man in any like kind of like satire, satire movie ever. Just, just he's so, so good. If if somebody could actually bite a bullet and shoot it back at you, it'd be that man. <laughs> next week, next week, um, yep. or no, two weeks from now. Um, yeah, Michael Ironside's like I like he's. This is like his thing. It's like he will play like the most ramrod straight character in a like totally ridiculous movie. So mm-hmm. if anyone else has seen that movie Turbo Kid, which I highly recommend because it's amazing, uh, he plays a similar role as far as just this like. A hard-bitten, kind of like military-type like megalomaniac. And uh, of the group here, the only other one that has a really notable um, background that I was able to find, Clancy Brown, who plays Sergeant Zim. Mm. No, and Denise Richards. Okay, well, what does Denise Richards... Isn't she playing... No, 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 she's playing... All right, hold on. Well, also, um, Denise Richards was very famous back in the. Okay, well, I'm 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 unsure of the actress's name. It's slipping the my mind, but the, the captain on the ship that they're first on, she's yeah. the one crushing the door. Yeah, uh, she is. <laughs> she is Sue Ellen Mischke on Seinfeld. She's the like heir to the O Henry candy bar fortune, and she doesn't wear a bra. I don't understand everyone's obsession with Seinfeld. Okay. Oh, we're watching it on this show. So, Denise Richards, uh, Starship Troopers, The World Is Not Enough, Wild Things, and Valentine. That's yeah. that's what her her listing uh, her claim to fames were. And what who did she play in service? Uh that would be Lieutenant Carbon Ibanez. Ah, Ibanez. 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 I have Dizzy Flores that was Dina Meyer. Yep. Um and as said Clancy Brown, Sergeant Zim, you may also know as Krusty the Crab from one SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob oh, wow, SquarePants. okay. Fancy <laughs> so, that. So this movie has yeah, this is like your bevy of like 90s actors. Um yeah, this movie, like, man, this movie. <laughs> well, speaking of this movie, shall we go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, the plot in the 23rd century, humanity has become a space-faring civilization <laughs> while colonizing new planets. Humans have encountered an insectoid species known as arachnids, or the bugs, bugs, with their home being a distant world named... Klandathu. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bugs appear to be a little more than savage, unrelenting machines, though they are suggestions that they are provoked by the intrusions of humans into their habitats. <laughs> uh, the beginning of the movie, the beginning of the movie is very much just this weird. Let, let's let's go ahead and talk the infos, the the, the weird. <laughs> oh, God. oh, okay. If if you've not seen this movie before, you've probably heard a joke about this, mm-hmm. like. They'll intersperse the movie with like these TV like commercials and kind of infomercial, and they're very much in the vein of World War II, like those 
the clips on like here's what's going on in the war effort right now and they play these at movie theaters like before movies the boys are taking it to jerry's men yeah it's it's these kind of these little like informational film clips and they're just totally ridiculous and awesome yeah that these are what make the movies so damn memorable yeah right? these are these are great this, it's I would say the movie would be way worse without them. Well, like, yeah. their exposition, they they actually explain what's going on, and yeah. they're funny. And I mean, not only that, they kind of richen out the whole tapestry of this militaristic society, right? Because then you kind of see the propaganda kind of playing through, yeah. but it's like... So, I, I love the bit where, like, the little kids are just stomping on Oh, torches, that's my favorite! And they're like, even kids at home are joining in, and the teacher's like, oh, and it's, like, cheering them on. And I was watching with a friend, and she was very concerned that, like, oh, those are those real Madagascar hissing cockroaches? There was one that was real, but there I were, think they were aiming for the other I, ones. I had to go yeah. look it up, and it was, like, the internet, it was, like, a database of, like, movies and how they treated animals. And, and it, it said specifically, like, no, they, like... They had real they had real cockroaches on set, but the only ones they stepped on were fake. Yeah. yeah. It, it looked like they were specifically like, no, please do not step on that one that is the real one. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's it's just funny. It's like, yeah, this movie is not subtle. But you know, I, I, like I, satire set like it should be like blinking in the corner because some people don't get it. Well, yeah, the, the infograms or whatever we want to call them. <laughs> um, I like infogram. Yeah, I, yeah. The, it's a very they, futuristic term. They have just this without them, without them in the movie, like this movie would be very like straight to the numbers, like war movie. We have to go fight the thing. We go and fight the thing. Hooray yes. for us. This does kind of paint these weird pictures of just like. We're kind of torturing that thing, or you know, oh, this was well, something yeah. like this is it, it. It adds like a very like Doctor Strange love element of just like okay, no, everyone in this movie is, is insane and is acting like everything's totally normal, and it's so yeah, they're 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 quite funny and they set up exposition and they 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 come into the movie at various like key points, right. Not to mention some of the rather uh, grotesque uh, <laughs> scenes. That oh arise, yeah, especially uh, towards the end with that brain bug. Ooh boy! God, yeah. yeah. Well, the cow, the cow scenes oh also there God. at the beginning. Yeah, that was the stuff of nightmares for me as a kid. <laughs> they have a big, sensor, they have a big car- cartoon like sensor bar. Oh yeah, that, that's fucking great. Would you like to learn more? <laughs> I would like to learn more. <laughs> Tell us more. Your desire to know more intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, that, that's that's interspersed throughout, and it it helps it helps tell the story, but in like. Ways that you feel like the, the the tone is very much like you are being fed the information yes. you're supposed you're, to. You're know. watching right. this like right. mindless propaganda. Pretty much, it's you know, it's the uh, it's the government signal broadcast coming into your room saying, "All right, it's time to be patriotic." Yeah, and it's I mean, so this is the satire inherent of the movie is like it's not immediately obvious, but as the movie comes along, it's like, oh no, this is this like crazy military dictatorship, mm-hmm. and like the. It, it, and you always, and it, it forced you to step back. So it's like, okay, the movie's narrative is is like contrived in such a way that the the enemy of the state are really just these like mindless, inhuman killing machines that must be destroyed at all costs. And that's like what every like military dictatorship wants people to think of who is the enemy of the state is. Oh, like they're basically just a giant like like evil insect that wants to eat you and your family. Right. And so that this is and like and it, it is nice because it intersperses. Like I said, like. As you see more and more, like, oh, they're just wearing, like, like the uniforms all look very, like, oh, this is, like, very weird and kind of third reich And then by the end, like, literally, it's Neil Patrick, it's, like, fresh-faced young Neil Patrick Harris wearing, like, a, like, you know, he's got the straight-up, like, gray uniform and, like, 
a leather trench coat and the giant like peak commissar hat. Yeah, I mean, if he looks you, good. If you, he looks great, but if you're not thinking SS <laughs> officer or commissar from Warhammer 40k, yeah, it's like oh, okay, yeah. all right. Even even like the pilot outfits have kind of a, a cut to it that you're just kind of like, those are some really like stiff shoulders and yeah. you know, yeah. Um, the oddly enough. It, Part of what's odd that separates this from the book to the movie is the fact that there's a lot of oddness with the actual like military itself and how it operates. Yes, um, I, we'll get into that a little bit later because it plays into like the first invasion and everything, mm-hmm. and why that kind of goes as badly as it seems to. Right. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> as we keep alluding to it, but because the the Warhammer Forty Thousand source material is very much like based on the original book. Like, this is the Imperial Guard movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imperial Guard, Canadian Regiment, the movie. <laughs> the Imperial Guard, but everybody is in t-shirts. No one's, no one's just, like, it also... Black jackets. Like, I have, you never, no one brings any tanks or anything. No, no, the tanks in the future? <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's perfect because it sets up, again, it works with this, like, it just sets up that, like, no, we just need to fight harder and send more people to go fight the bugs and we will be victorious. Yeah. Yeah. But... Anyway, moving on. All right. In the Federation, citizenship is a privilege earned by performing such activities as military service, which grants individuals opportunities prohibited by basic citizens. Yeah, that's that's that that's the I would say the other big line from this movie is service guarantees citizenship, mm-hmm. which is the other like, which is the other like fascist like jerk off fantasy yeah, ca- yep. caste system built in of like no you have to serve or you're not important well, enough that right. and like the the like the people who fight are these like are the like the ubermensch above us yep and it's it's it's, it's I, I mean like, I I love uh, Rico's parents in this movie because they're <laughs> they're su- they're such like walking stereotypes and, and all on very pur- on purpose like his parents are the like. The, the like the living embodiment of the like limp wristed liberal like cartoon character. Oh my god! And it's like, like, and he's like the alpha manly man who says, "No, you shut the fuck up, Dad, and I will go fight for our country and be and and then his and then his parents are so taken with his patriotism that eventually they're like, "Oh, we love you now, son." But and then he's going to come home, and they're just like, "Oh no, please go ahead and go home." And the moment that he wavers, tragedy strikes. Yes, exactly. So like, no, they they are absolute cartoon characters, and I I enjoy the performance because it's just like, oh, they're play like they play it really well in this movie. No, they God, they do. I mean, the thing that I was thinking back to, quite frankly, was um like the early years of the Vietnam War yes. in the U.S. That was a kind of well, like his parents are the kind of people who did. It was like, no, maybe we shouldn't invade Poland. Yeah, the college educator was like, there are a possible consequences consequences to these actions like no we need to go and fight they are an existential threat yeah yes. uh, the, the 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 opening scene where, uh, where uh i think it's is it diz it's just like i heard the violence doesn't solve anything and then like the and then michael ironsides has to tell her like to, like you know has to like trigger some libs and like tell her the real truth about how we just need to kill everyone and then <laughs> Oh She's yeah, just like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, uh, okay. Yeah, there's that entire thing with with um with Diz where there, there's two things I want to say about Diz. One, there's that weird scene at the beginning where it's just like Michael Ironsides goes to her and says like, "Well, what did the what did the leadership of Hiroshima think?" And it's just right. like, "Well, they were all dead." Which, funny enough, in the book, he they specifically say Carthage. They change that for some reason. I think I think that's a, a, not a reference that people like. I, it's not that people I don't think wouldn't quite. Not as many people would get it, but I think like 
Hiroshima is a much more like recent. It works more oh, for the it's movie. It's definitely yeah. recent. Well, I just mean it, I think it's something that's more in the public consciousness that would work better for the movie. Yeah. Right. But you want to talk about a city that was wiped off the planet? Like Carthage is pretty pretty perfect. Yeah, that's that's, for, a, yeah. that's legendary. Yeah, you know, deciding of just like not only we're we going to do it, we're going to tear down every single building you have and salt the earth. Yeah, we don't like you. So this yeah. is like I say, this this movie is great because it's just this totally like this is it's like it's one of those movies that's like. Oh yeah, this is what people actually believe. Like the 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 actual and proto fascists are just like, oh yeah, this movie this movie is just a regular movie about real things. Yeah, yeah. All right, so moving on, Johnny or John Johnny Rico, Johnny like Aryan Ubermensch, like <laughs> Rico. You he, know, he fight good from right. Buenos yeah. Aires. You yeah. know, Argentina. Oh man, Buenos Aires got super white in the future. I know. Well, it's, it's because it, all those Aryans that moved down. Exactly, and instead of hunting out the Aryans, it became the dominant part of that society. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when they're the master any, race, you know? I don't yeah. see any. Yeah, I don't see any any other similarities in this movie. No, it's, not at all. Not at all. Uh, let's see. So uh, his girlfriend, Carbon Ibanez? Ibanez. 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 I'm sorry. It's difficult for me. You watched... I, I did. No, they used Ibanez. I, I, he they said set names. I yeah. do. And also, I will sim- j- simply say Carmen, uh, because most everybody else in the movie just said Carmen. <laughs> Her... Like Rico's rival slash her like boyfriend is we're, like we're getting to them. <laughs> Continue. Josh. Okay. Uh, the best friend Carl Jenkins attend the high school in Buenos Aires. Woo. Fellow uh, fellow student Isabel Dizzy Flores is in love with Rico, <gasps> but he does not reciprocate because he's too busy thinking about his country and his pa- duty to his patriotic duty and to having pa- to win the football game. Yes, yes. Win, he wins the sports ball good. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll go fight bug good. Yes. <laughs> and his jaw is so square you can like you can use it to like measure a right angle. Uh, they don't mention this until later, but the other guy who is in football game is that Roger Young type. <sighs> who... Sander. He's like I, I I like stock characters who are just this cartoonish. It, like they're they're fun to watch. But yeah, th- this is where like we just get straight into the weird love triangle right out the gate. I'm glad mm-hmm. then the future like arena football comes back. <laughs> yes, yeah. and it's yeah. super popular. And they do gymnastics. Yeah, it's just like it's football, but with backflips and like tighter uniforms. I mean, is it that that's not a problem? Okay, so let's let's get this love triangle figured out. You have Rico's with Carmen. Yep. Uh, and Dizzy likes Rico. Yep. Um and Carmen uh just pretty much smiles at everybody she sees. She does not have the capabilities to close her face. <laughs> she's she's kind of she's got like a she's like a proto Julia Roberts of the nineties kind of. Just it's just ma- they're only towards the end of the movies does she actually go like oh they close hmm. Like the entire beginning, she's just smile, smile, smile at everybody. There's a lot of weird between her and Gary and and uh, and Busey. Like, there's a lot of weird faces in this movie. <laughs> so Carmen is just kind of like there's some flirting between Roger Young, uh, you know, who's just this other space, this other guy that's on I, the other I, football team. If if I if mem- I, I'm sure his name is like Chad or something. It's Sander. Oh, okay. Xander. Okay, there Xander. we go. Xander. Xander. Well, he gets what's coming to him. And then on the sidelines is Carl Jenkins, who's just like, hi, I'm the psychic guy who can tell my ferret to attack I'm, my yeah, mom. I was say, like, we're talking about, it's like, R- 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 Rico and everyone else, and then, the, and then Neil Patrick Harris and his ferret. Yep. Neil Patrick Harris, who is, who is like everyone's high school friend. 
So they all enlist in the Federation service after graduation, despite Rico's parents <laughs> disapproving of military service because they're filthy, cowardly liberals who don't want to like you know flamethrower a village full of Vietnamese villagers like cowards and exactly. wanting him and wanting him to enroll in Harvard instead. In another to... another liberal institution, just another elite that's telling us how to run our country. <laughs> As Neil Patrick Harris joins the Smug Brigade. <laughs> As he deserves to be. Oh, God. Uh, let's so see. Uh, Carmen becomes a spaceship pilot assigned to the warship Roger Young. Oh, Roger Young's the name of the warship. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm horrible at this. Sorry. Start the podcast over. <laughs> Do it again. Somebody's been screaming at this podcast for a while. While mentally gifted psychic Carl joins military intelligence. <laughs> <That's this. laughs> yeah. Rico enlists in the mobile infantry and is surprised to find Dizzy was deliberately transferred to his squad. Oh, shit. Because mm, Dizzy's all into Rico because Rico looks I'm real a, hot. I'm going to join the space marines. Yeah. Sure, her, her, her character, like, that role is not kind to this actress. I'm just, like, I feel bad for her. He, he shooty bug good. Yeah. But, right. but this but this fits in with the, like, hyper-masculine, like, nonsense. Yeah, the, com- the competent man, uh, yeah, the competent man concept. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a gruff old guy to set this, set this, like, this, this woman straight about the, the truth about who we need to butcher mercilessly. Mm-hmm. In mobile infantry basic training, career sergeant Zim, Zim trains the recruits by breaking their arms and other things <laughs> and thro- throwing lots of throwing knives and like the worst hand prosthesis ever oh man uh rico is later promoted to squad leader after showing initiative and quick thinking during training exercises and befriends alex levy he later receives a dear john letter from carmen as she desires a career with the fleet and now serves under rico's high school sports rival the person that i was no longer able to get his name right xander barclow 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 Bar- Bar- because Bar-Clow. because what 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 part of this this plotline wouldn't be perfect for a for a like like a contrived like like friend zone situation <sighs> fascism yep Again, these are all things that have no relevance to anything today. I'm no, sure. not no. at all. There's no, no, there's no connections. Nope, no, cor- no correlations we can draw here. No. Following a live fire training incident that kills one of Rico's squad <gasps> and causes another to quit out of guilt, he is demoted and flogged. Because because again, it's the space Nazi future. So yep. we need to go back to like the British, like what, what they would do, like the British Navy, circa like the 1800s. And really, I mean, like yes, dumb for him to remove the helmet, but like, where's the quartermaster in all this? Like he gave him an improperly fitting helmet. Oh, if if we've shown anything in this, it's th- these people are not good at fighting. They're oh not, no, they're not good soldiers. Yeah. They're not good leaders. They're not definitely not good tactics. Turns out Nazis are bad at fighting too. <laughs> But which I mean is again part of the satire, right? Oh boy! All right, so uh, he resigns and calls his parents to ask if he could return home. But the call is cut out when an asteroid launched by the Arachnids, which like I, all the graphics show, Clendoth was like on the other side of the galaxy, obliterates Buenos Aires, killing his family and millions <gasps> and, of others, and one dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is torture for me when I was a kid because my dad was like, that's where your family's from. <laughs> they killed your family. I'm like, no! <laughs> I'll get you, bugs. Oh, God, no! Your family. Torture, no! Man, your father was. <laughs> 
And much like Martin over there, Rico rescinds his resignation and remains with the Mofal infantry as an invasion force is deployed to that planet we just said. Clendathu. Yes. There you go. And then the Clendathu drop scene and mess. <laughs> and such, yes. Now is the point that we have the Clendathu invasion in which we can pick apart the fact that there is no such thing as tactics. <laughs> uh, tanks. Well, again, again, this is the Warhammer. Uh, this uh, is the Warhammer air... forty thousand way of doing things. Yeah, no, no um <laughs> oh, <laughs> combination fl- of arms. Fly down power. there and we're gonna shoot them at point blank. I mean and use e- a chainsaw. Even the fleet, like the fleet. Till the end of the movie, do the the dumbest thing of like, all right, everybody, our plan is to stick together. Everybody, make sure that you all of the fleet is together within a one yeah. mile radius fly, in fly space. Within, fly yeah. within ten feet of each other and make no attempt to maneuver against the slow moving giant balls of plasma. Yeah, <laughs> like this is like some sort of like control level or something. Not to mention not having shields to be able to deflect plasma, but just I I, I just anything. It's just nothing. Just. Fucking. Yes. So as we're mentioning, the first invasion goes very bad. As said, the fleet is up there in the sky. The bugs are able to shoot plasma out of their butts somehow. They're they got called, a big. They get a big butt gun. Yeah. They got. They call plasma bugs. Oh. Okay. Good. I'm glad you know. Uh, and <laughs> so that happens. The fleet gets pretty well beaten because, as said, they're all clustered together as if space is an infinite. Right. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. You guys, you can spread out a little bit. There's lots yeah. of room up here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will actually, I will say this is a good point. I actually think the special effects in this movie, like, they, 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 I think they hold up reasonably well. Oh, yeah. yeah. It actually, just, it's, yeah. it's not a bad looking movie. It has that, we, it has that 90s, like, it looks kind of like next, or like, kind of like very Deep Space Nine, that era. It's, everything's just like a little glossy. But like the the CGI for it, like it's like oh, that looks fine. Yeah, well, they used a lot of practical effects. Of you too. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot oh. of the bugs were practical. There were like for like the close up shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not no. not like the big ones, obviously, but where that you could see like millions of them. But like a lot of the close up shots were they were using like actual. Yeah, they made yeah. actual bugs. Not to mention the interior of the ships too. The sh- interior of the ships, and then I, but I mean like whenever they showed the space scenes, like it's actually it, it, like every, other than everything is like very well lit. It's like oh yeah. Yeah, this looks pretty good. This looks like a like a high budget uh, TV show now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only time it looked really weird happened to be like when stuff moved fast. Right. Like any point where somebody just got like skewered and carried off is just like, and that was a bu- that was a dummy. Or have, like I, also the scene where he like, spoiler alert pulls the like spine out of, of Diz's like chest. If you watch that, it's like very clearly just behind her, and he's just going ah, like pulling it out. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, anyway. But yes, uh, due to overconfidence and lack of reconnaissance, the first strike on Klindathu is a total disaster with hundreds of thousands of casualties. Because as we mentioned, they just... what? W- All right, answer me this. Yeah. What was their plan? Like we're, we're gonna fight the bugs. Yeah, they're gonna go fight the bugs. What are they're you, some go, sort of pussy? You want to go there and fight the bugs? <laughs> Dude, we're gonna blow them up with nukes. And All right, we're just gonna overwhelm them. I mean, they're just bugs. It's not like they're smart or anything. Yeah, man. Like, should we yeah. set up a forward base? Or no, something? man. We're just gonna run in there. No. We're just gonna shoot them a fuck up. We're gonna with land guns. ten feet away, and we're gonna fire tiny bullets. We're gonna tire, fire like tiny caliber bullets at them out of these like stupidly oversized guns. Right. This, <laughs> well, I, I can actually see that. There's like, okay, well, clearly we're somehow forced to use like we're just firing like 22 bullets at them because it seems to take like 60 shots to kill one of them 
Yeah. So they're just like, so they're like pumping bullets into these bugs, and they're like slowly. Eh, uh, uh, well, you know what? A lot of these mobile infantrymen did not watch the infogram where they correctly demonstrated the technique to quickly and efficiently take down one of the warrior bugs. Y- y- oh, you know, what, like what it is? I think I just I think what what I was thinking about it. It's uh the scenes where they show like the the council like like well we're gonna fight the bugs and again one councilman gets fired for. Like the the drop site massacre and the replacer, like all of those shots looked like a cinematic from like a Red Alert game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I'm a, for that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was so I was like, I'm in, I'm good. All of a sudden, just <laughs> Stalin shows up, and oh, you know, just Einstein's in the back trying to make a time machine. You know, yep. in, you know, in the Red in Red Alert three, uh, Tim Curry is one of the Soviet commanders. Absolutely, I've oh, watched every so single one of those scenes. <laughs> so <Space>. good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tim Curry. God bless him. All right, so uh, Rico is severely wounded in the leg and mistakenly classified, killed in action, causing Carmen to believe he is dead. Rico recovers along with Ace and Dizzy, and they're reassigned to the Roughnecks, an elite unit commanded by Lieutenant Michael Ironsides. Razak. Who happens to be... The former high school teacher! Dun, dun, dun! Ba-da! And he rules with an iron fist. Literally. Literally. <laughs> like, like, he, has, he has a power fist in this one, yeah. Pretty much. He, he is uh, essentially a 40K commissar. Yeah. So, and this is, yeah, he's kind of, again, Michael Ironsides is just, like, killing it on all fronts in this movie. Because he, he has the capability of play, he, he plays everything so straight. It's great. I love him in this movie. Yeah, every everybody is just, like, just nothing to him. Yeah. Just yeah. in the best way. Uh, let's see. Rico is promoted to, co- to Corporal after destroying a tanker bug and impressing Razak. By doing doing a Luke Skywalker and like uh, Adat kind of thing. Well, yeah. also because they lost theirs because half her arm got burned. Yeah, so that's yeah. enough reason to get rid of somebody. Yeah, yeah. that puts a damper on your fighting ability <laughs> a Aww. little bit. Yeah. Who knows how long it takes for them to make one of those mechanical arms so they can get back to business anyway? Also, why did Razak have a mechanical arm, but the guy at the uh, at the station beforehand had both didn't have an arm or either of his legs? Uh, no, because, he had but, a metal arm. It was just his legs that weren't metal. Military necessity. He was not a frontline trooper. We have to prioritize prosthetics for the people who are fighting the bugs. Yeah, he just needed both hands so he could type on a keyboard. (laughs) Exactly. He was an off. Can I still get legs? No, you type. (laughs) (laughs) You're now receptionist. Oh no! At least you got two hands again. I guess. At least I can keep myself company. Silver lining. After receiving some free advice from Razek, he finally reciprocates Dizzy's love for him. And they, but like, this was after what's her face broke up with him. Yes, this yeah. is this is long after, uh, as we mentioned, um, that uh, his his previous love uh, decides to go. Like, nah, I'm I'm cool. I'm gonna be in space with this other guy. Signing out, Carmen. Bye. Who, who is nowhere near as good looking as Rico? Yeah, he's got he's, he's got kind of a weird look. He's like it's I, I think you know what I think it's because the stupid hairstyle they gave him. <laughs> it was so stupid. You know what? He's got Bushimi hair and not Bushimi hair. He's got a he's got um dumb and dumber hair. He's got Busey hair. He's got the, he's the one <laughs> with Busey hair. They should have consulted the Busey on set. Like oh, no, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> also, a- my head is a broom. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't know. I think that hairdo like totally ruined whatever they were trying to go for because I was just like, I he I looks can't. he looks disgusting. Like he looks freaky. Like I shouldn't get near him because he's some sort of weird pervert kind of. Uh, do you like bugs? <laughs> oh well, speaking of perverts, we haven't even mentioned the most important part of the movie that oh, we've missed so far. Oh God, God who cares? the necessary naked shower There's scene. There, no, uh, yes. there. Boobies and butts. There are tits, but there's not. There's like that much else. Like yeah, yeah. It's just boobs and butts. There's not b- boobs and butts are nothing. You spoke. I mean, you've spoken on this podcast before. Of like, they don't. There's not enough dicks in movies. There isn't unless you watch like UK movies. UK movies are much more frequent with the dicks, right. but they don't even try to make them look attractive. Like if you've seen Twenty Eight Days Later, you totally see the scene where he's. He's buff and he's like hairy down there. You can't really see anything because it's so hairy. That's uh, Cillian Murphy, right? I don't know. Yeah, or like Life of Brian. Yeah. The classic, just like, here's my wiener. I haven't seen Life of Brian. <laughs> oh, so. really? That's on the list. Oh. But there's the full Monty. And um, what's the Magic Mike? Right. Magic Mike did penis. Oh, didn't? Oh, okay. And it's also not British. I'm so I wrong. wish they did. I would say thank you very much to Magic Mike if they showed penises. Because <laughs> there are a few guys on there that I love. Like, just, woo! Yeah, yeah, there's a few people on there she really likes. Just like, well, ah, not okay. right. You know what? It doesn't help that one of the guys on there plays I'll See the Werewolf in True Blood, the series, and he is hot. And hot, then, and hot. Hot wolf. Then there's hot. also Patrick McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Ma- pa- yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to write. He I looks mean, really good in hey, that Because you watch too. like Dallas Buyers Club or, or uh, like True Detective, like, man, he is hot. <laughs> I haven't seen those. No. He he looks like a he looks like a mess in those. I know you've mentioned it. <laughs> uh, Anyways, so, we're so, not talking yeah, about Magic if, Mike. So just like 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 anything else, there's just some tits in it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Much. In the future, Boobies, like, whatever. In the future, they're like way more cool about like co-ed showers. I guess military I, efficiency. I guess. Um, yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as as mentioned, the second scene where we see some bo- some boobies. I I was more like I, all I could think about in that shot was just like they're just gonna like fuck on like, on like one of those egg crate like mattress pads like. Ugh. Apparently that's what they use. Like even in her coffin, they use that stupid egg crate shit. <laughs> I I like I have a I have an egg crate foam pad on my bed, but like sheets go over it, and like right. every time I try to lay on it, it's like ooh, it's kind of like it's just like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. And then uh, and then at sec- at second thought, I was like. Why does she need an egg crate mattress for? She's dead. <laughs> also, why does why is there a space violin? Because like because Brucey has a regular violin in his bunk, and then like they open up the they open up the comical chest of like what will really get our troops fired up? Like space ball, space violin, and beer. <laughs> well, space violin was an electric violin. Yes. Oh, it, like is that a real thing? Yeah, electric yeah. violin's oh. a real thing. You don't know Vanessa May? Well, I didn't, she was the first person that really got famous for using electric violin. I, I knew electric violins were a thing, but I didn't think I, I just assumed it was a regular violin with pickups on it. It's like if that one is like it's it's like made out of that yellow like yeah, neon no, plexiglass. They make it out they they oh. do weird shit with electric violins because it's electric. They just do whatever. We can do whatever we want because it's electric. Who gives a fuck what it looks like? I just like? didn't even think about that. I was like, why is there a space yeah, violin no, in this look movie? Look up electric violins later. They uh-huh. look fucking they do some weird shit with that stuff. Because Vanessa May had some weird looking That's that's a nice character choice for, for Gary Busey's son, just like 
You know, we had to add something, you know, kind of charming about him because he doesn't look charming. And no. he doesn't act charming. <laughs> he's like the opposite of charming. He's oh, like, he's wow. like, he looks like a, he, he constantly looks like a horse doing like the Fleming reflex. Just the, like. But he plays the violin. Oh, what a nice guy. I would, I would definitely watch a horse if he could play the violin. <laughs> <laughs> he's inspiring morale for the troops. If it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, it's now time for us to invade uh, to move on to P. Planet P. <laughs> so after Dizzy and Rico reciprocate, mm-hmm. do number one, not number two here. Procreate for the greater good of the state. The Roughnecks respond to a dress- distress call from Planet P, where they uh, move to an outpost that was devastated by the bugs. <gasps> But they find out that the distress was a trap. <gasps> and the arachnids begin to swarm the outpost. Rico, now acting sergeant, euthanizes a mortally wounded Razak after a buried bug bites off his legs. Uh, you ended the alliteration there. And he totally could have survived having his legs bit off, though. So I thought that was totally a waste. They oh. could have saved his ass. He asked for it. Also, especially considering that Dizzy gets absolutely stabbed to death and actually, like, <laughs> you could have saved Razak. But Dizzy's like, no, she's dead. She's, she's already dead. Just shoot her. Get it over but with. But they banged, okay? I... So you're saying if he big, banged Razak, he would have brought him along too. I mean, I mean, along his line of logic, that would be that would be very like Greek. Spartan. <laughs> that would be very like Greek Spartan kind of like. No, my my older gay lover. <laughs> he taught me everything I know. Like, see now that that would be a take on this movie. Oh my, oh god. my god, that'd be so good. Can we get like you you get uh, you get uh, what's his name the guy from Three Hundred. Um, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. You get Gerard Butler up in there again. <laughs> See, Sabrina and I nodding. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta be looking at Eric's face here. It's just too great. <laughs> There's a lot of face work in this episode. <laughs> this is Roughnecks. <laughs> oh, man. Also, I've seen this scene has been replicated in like everything oh, ever. Yeah. Yeah, the last stand, the heroic last stand with the last minute evacuation. Very, yes. yeah. It's, it's... I feel like I feel like the beginning and when they're first learning how to become like soldiers was very Shawshank. <laughs> it has, yeah, that's like a good. It has like it has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's see. So to uh, to get back to the point, uh, we are going to lose uh, our beloved Dizzy at this point. No. Uh, because oh, well. as said, after a bug stabs Dizzy in the torso, she dies. Enrico's arms as they're rescued by Carmen and Xander. I mean, we've seen her tits twice, so I guess she outgrew. Oh, damn cold. Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I mean, granted, that's kind of like a YouTube video for me, too, so. <laughs> All right, don't have to watch that one again. Oh boy. Uh, Rico and Carmen reconnect and encounter Carl, now a high-ranking intelligence officer at Dizzy's funeral. Smugness officer. Carl reveals that there is a reason to believe an intelligent brain bug is directing the other bugs and has been learning how to fight against humans. <gasps> he field promotes Rico to lieutenant and gives him command of the Roughnecks, ordering the mobile infantry units under his control to return to B and capture the brain bug. I have a question for you, Martin. Yes. How the hell do you determine rank in those outfits? <laughs> There's no insignia! None! <laughs> 
Yeah, you, just you know. really can't. You just tell. know, man. Hoover, Hoover is like whoever is the Ubermensch. Hoover's the manliest man, like big dick guy. Is like he's clearly this. He's clearly the. So sergeant. do they keep their dicks out so they can tell who has the biggest? <laughs> I think dick? you just sense it. it. No, it's, it's, oh. by, it's, it's by no, it's by squareness of jaw. The yes. guy with the squarest. That most... guy seriously looks like he belongs in a different decade, though. The guy that plays Rico. Mm. <laughs> Like even the way he talks, I was like, "Man, he he sounds like the guy that did the voice of Speed Racer." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, the um, yeah, there's the, there's nothing in the uniforms at all that denote like rank. You can't tell it. Like he just keeps getting promoted, and it's just like I don't know. It's just a word. And it's like but, he, he he approached his new troops, and they automatically knew that he was their new lieutenant. Even though he's dressed identically yeah. to how he had since the day he left it's basic training. It's like they training. knew what he looked like. Well, look, here's the thing. Do you want to make yourself a target for the bugs when they've got an intelligent brain bug that could snipe out officers? They obviously can tell who's smart anyway. We will, we will kill him. He is the biggest dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what those tiny little skitterers were doing. Exactly. They were going like, they were going like oh, wiener size. Gotcha. Clearly, this is, the, the, this, this is how these humans operate, so... <laughs> All right, as Rico's Roughnecks join the mission, the fleet encounters unexpected heavy fire from the bugs, and Carmen's ship is destroyed. I don't destroyed. know why it's unexpected, because it's exactly what happened last time. Right. Oh, no, we're getting shot again. <laughs> we tried We tried nothing, and it, it failed, man. <laughs> we tried the same thing again. It's still failing. Hey, oh, man. Guys. That's what happens when you all group together when bugs start shooting and shit out of their butts at you. Guys, could we... <laughs> I got an idea. Could we like orbitally orbit bomb them? Like that'd be nice. That would not be as heroic. Oh, yeah, that would God. not be. That, that would, makes it too easy. Yeah. Exactly. How, you gotta forge a narrative, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to forge a narrative is through sacrifice. Yeah. And triumph over overwhelming odds but that you yourself these, create. We need all these people to die so it looks cooler and, when they land, but, and then you see dead bodies everywhere. But we could just like destroy the bugs from space. No. And, oh. Space. Do you want to be a citizen, Josh? <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly, you need to go to your like little, you're like we're a sissy little Harvard or whatever, <laughs> right? I would, but they threw a rock at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh, I, I just, just this is from well, this is from way back in the movie, but the their instructor in like bug anatomy class. I for a hot second, I thought that was Kate Mulgrew, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> But it was someone else. You so. know what? They never explained how the bugs threw the asteroids, considering the asteroids were in a different area from the planet they were on. I think they like they they very briefly show it, but I think what they do is they like the bugs fly on the asteroid and then they like eject plasma and it's like it's like a kinetic weapon. So they just they basically just attach themselves like an engine to the asteroid and then just like steer it in the direct off in the direction of Earth. Yep. So are how they do just... they know where the direction of Earth is though when Brain they have bug. no Brain bug. But they don't have any. Brain bug. But they don't have the equipment to guess where it's at. Uh, Even with they have that, the, the. And it's through like some several solar systems. Brain bug. How are they like launching it through space, knowing where Earth is Across going to be? Across entire galaxy. Brain <laughs> bug. Yeah. That's... And also think about it. How many? How okay? Space an Virginia. asteroid doesn't have special <laughs> space traveling capabilities, so it would take it millions of years they, to even reach Earth. But they show that scene when when uh, the ship they're on, like the asteroid comes out of nowhere, it appears, it, it like warps into space. So I think they're somehow able to like make they make like they can like jump through space. Bug warp. 
Because the uh, asteroid just comes out of nowhere, and they show that they show. So like you're a saying graphic. the plasma bugs that they use to propel it also have warp capabilities? Yeah, they have some yeah. sort of like jump drive thing. Look, they have these things called transport bugs, right? And then so they, they don't explain any of this. Can we, if you had watched the entire series of, of Starship Troopers Chronicles, <laughs> you would know. Like a javelin here, I can throw a Martin here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this fits in with the StarCraft mold. It's yeah, just, exactly. yeah, the Zerg, they have warp drive, they go into space. These are cool bugs. I mean, the asteroid bug makes more sense than fucking warp bug. I think that actually lends the fact that, like, it turns out, like, turns out the, like, the, the, the like, the propaganda is an unreliable narrator. Like, maybe these bugs are, are actually, like, a hyper-intelligent civilization after all. Are, are the entire idea of, like, what if these asteroids are just coming from their system completely by accident, or maybe even, like, from a completely different area, and they're just accidentally coming into the solar system, and they're just like, we need a reason to be angry. Another also, thing. Speed that, up that other thing. Also, if that asteroid was that big and it hit Buenos Aires, shouldn't it have, like, destroyed more than just Buenos Aires? Shouldn't there be, like, a big crater? In- yeah, it was a pretty big one. Yeah. I know, but they just said it hit Buenos Aires. They didn't say anything else. I'm like, I think it would have hit more than just Buenos Aires. That means it would have to have been traveling very slow. Well, I mean, you know. Which makes sp- no sense considering it has warp capabilities. The speed, I think, wouldn't matter. It's just the, it's just the, 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 the mass and the kinetic energy. But mm-hmm. anyway. Well, but the, the speed being part of the kinetic energy. We're trying so. to put science into I know, parody. into, this, we, the, into <laughs> this weird... Into this weird satirical movie. Look, I'm just going to go all InfoWars on you right now. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and shoot myself in the skull. This is like, yeah. like Clindathu was an inside job. Clindathu was an inside job by the Federation as a way to be able to expand their colonialist agenda. So, they actually planted all of the technology you're, in you're the asteroid to be able to strike and destroy Aires so they could use that as an excuse to prosecu- prosecute a war of genocide against the bugs, man. If you wanted to go full in Alex Jones, you'd have to like tear your shirt off and like... Oh! Let's, let's leave the shirt on. See, I always like the Watchman narrative where you simply need to make another evil, right. bigger, greater evil so that, that way everyone else can unite. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, Carmen's ship gets destroyed. The captain gets smashed by a door. They manage to get out of the ship on an escape plane pod thingy. But then they crash land into a cave somehow. They had to they had to go a long distance to get to the escape pod on that ship. That was weird. Yep. Carmen and Xander are then surrounded by bugs, including the brain bug, which uses its proboscis. To pierce Xander's skull and eat his brain. And apparently his seat scotch shot. And therefore extract vital intelligence on human plans and activities. Assuming he had any vital information inside that brain. He he now knows how to pilot a ship. Well, he was like an officer, so I assume he knows like fleet tactics and other stuff. Mm. Communication protocols. Hoss, it seems I understand that they uh, just position all of their fleet in one single spot of space. Weird. Except we already knew that. I I, I hope the brain bug. Also, was trying to tell Carmen, like, I, girl, I did you a favor. <laughs> I just, I just, I couldn't stand looking at its stupid vagina mouth. Oh yeah, that as, was so gross. As it is about to do the same to Carmen, she cuts off the proboscis with a knife Xander had given to her. Which is kind of surprising that none of the bugs were paying attention close enough to you. Hey. Well, she kind of hit it when he gave it to her. She kind of like hit it under her like this. Still, I don't even notice their pain. Yeah, not so smart now, are you, bug? 
Who knows how they view things? Maybe they do it by heat signature. I don't know. We never went. They never did the eye of the predator thing for this movie. This is what the predator sees. But this is yeah. This is definitely the part of the the, the movie designers could have fun. Let's just make like the weirdest, grossest aliens we can. Yeah. yeah. At this point, Rico arrives and threatens the bomb bugs with a small nuclear bomb, which the brain bug recognizes. Because it's smart. No, it's because smart. it absorbed Xander's brain, so now it actually has the mental reference for it. Like, oh bomb. god, that's a nuke, that's bad. See? Science! I was being sarcastic. <laughs> they are able to leave when the brain bug makes us escape. Arachnids pursue them, and Watkins, a character that has not been mentioned in this Wikipedia article until now, mortally wounded, sacrifices himself by detonating the bomb so he can kill the pursuers and let the others escape. Well, I mean, he, he was the black guy, right? Yeah, it was well, a heroic black there guy you sacrifice, go. yeah. This is a 90s movie. Mm-hmm. The, your one black person in this movie killed. The, the only movie, that, like, especially the only horror movie I've ever seen in which, like, the black character doesn't die and, in fact, gets out the most, like, off well off is Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, the one with LL Cool J. Not LL Cool J. Ice-T? Ice Cube? One of the cool shark ones. One oh. of the shark ones, the last guy is standing is the black guy. Oh, okay. Oh. I forget which one. There's so many. Wait, the sh- or the Oh, oh, oh the uh, Deep Blue Sea. I think so. It was yeah, one that's, of those. That's uh yeah, that's LL Cool J. Okay, LL Cool J. Him and his him and his bird. So yeah. after returning to the surface, something very fun happened completely off screen. They captured the brain bug. And like, and Neil Patrick Harris comes out and he's just like, he's just like swagging his like, his like SS uniform. He touches, he puts his hand to the slimy brain bug that looks like a vagina. And then he realizes it's scared. They're afraid. They're afraid of us. USA, 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 USA. Take that, terrorists. <laughs> All the things do we get excited about? It's so strange. Well, I love it. I love it. It's like the triumphant moment. And it's like we've inspired terror in this giant, like, helpless insect. And then we're like, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. So the yeah, Neil that's... Patrick Harris reveals that he has the ability to psychically like command people now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he was able to communicate with Carmen. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What else is that's he now? for you, buddy? Yeah. Hey. And finally, the movie ends with a propaganda clip showing Carmen, now a captain of her own command, Ace and Rico as model servicemen, and encouraging viewers to enlist in the Federation's armed forces now. And then they shove something up the vagina mouth, big bug, and they censor it. <laughs> this mm-hmm. giant, like, comical, like, surgical implement with, like, a million, like, spikes and, and spitting teeth and on he, it. Yeah. And he looks like, the brain bug looks, like, sick and deathly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, so in Starship Troopers, um, let's, uh, let's start with Martin. Martin, how, how, how recently had you watched Starship Troopers? So, you know, I, I started wa- re-watching it for this podcast. I think the last time I watched it was seven years ago. And now, wizened, wiser, you know, smarter, mm-hmm. hope, I mean, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? What? I mean, probably. Uh, you could still be, you know, the way you were. I'm just, 
you know, I'm keeping the doors open. Tell me how you felt. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah, sure you are, Josh. You're being total (laughs) condescending. So anyway, I still enjoy the kind of campy, over-the-top, ridiculous, you know, satire that comes through in this movie. I mean, now knowing now knowing some of the um some of the the background on the author and the original, you know, book itself, it is a little bit more Oh god, it's terrible. Yeah, it's awful to think about it and to really to really see what this director has been able to do with that original source material and make it into Starship Troopers is just I mean, it's it's crazy. It's actiony. It's has bugs and genocide and nukes and spaceships getting blown out and horrible military tactics and bombastic Blood music, and gore, and just. I mean, it's it, it it is very much fashioned in the in the light of some of like a terrible like a terrible like post World War II war movie. Yeah, and I mean, there's just something that appeals to me about that kind of cinematic experience. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure. Starship Troopers really is a guilty pleasure for me. It's kind of like to live in like it's kind of like a little bit of like the you know fascistic power trip fantasy that you get in you know delving into yeah, the, the world of the Federation, the mil the, that kind of military yeah. milieu, I guess. Exactly, and so it's not you know, and there is a lot that we can take from it now and kind of look in the way our own society in the U.S. has kind of developed its own military industrial complex and the way in oh which we glorify that through film, call it popular culture and all that, yeah. but. It's it's just great to kind of look at this film and and see it just in your fucking face, just like neon sign of <laughs> Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. This is like, this is yeah, this is bad. <laughs> Who are you rooting for? The good guys? Big neon sign. Who's the good guys? <laughs> it just reminds me of that of that one skit of the um God, where was it? The um it's, that, that Mitchell and Webb look. Yeah, the Mitchell and Webb. Are we one, the yeah. baddies? It's pretty much that. Have you looked at our uni- whole movie. Yeah. Have you looked at our uniforms? Like they've got skulls on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's actually the first the first sketch on that show. Yeah. That's yeah. Think, like, the skulls are fun. Think of some th- the other people do skulls. Pirates, pirates do skulls. Like, well, like pirates may be fun, but they're still the baddies. So pretty much a movie all about humans in a space faring society as baddies killing yeah. bugs. Yeah, it's 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 a nice like it's it's a very like. It's a pretty simple satire in general, and just like, but it is an odd movie in that, like, I, it, it yeah, it, it's an odd movie. It's like, this is a, it, it's both like, it's too like cheesy and just like gory to be like a like a real like serious satire. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, it's not like um, a Doctor Strange Love. No, no, it's not. It doesn't have the same gravitas as Doctor Strange Love. Right, and so but at the same time, like, like we figured out that like. People who are watching this on just an absolute base level also don't get the satire. So I kind of understand why this movie is in a weird place. But I think it's a kind of unique... It's a unique product all to its own. Yeah. All right, Sabrina? I liked it. <laughs> They're, they are cool. That's what a liberal would say. So, yeah, you're, you're pro-bug. Pro-bug. Oh, boy. The middle <laughs> fingers are being exchanged. <laughs> Again, a lot, of, a lot of visual jokes today. <laughs> We're a very visual group. Yeah, yeah. I like the bugs, and the guy that played Rico was really good-looking, old-fashioned. I can't, I can't hate the, I can't hate that chin. It's hard it, it to is, hate that chin. it is impressive. It's, it's a very it, impressive. It's just chin. like it's right there. It's, it's its own character. I, I, have, a, <laughs> I, I have a weakness. <laughs> it's so critics. 
have a weakness for a man with a nice strong chin. Let's and, check on Josh. Oh wait, no. And big noses. He does have a big. How are you doing over there, Josh? It, it I've is, got a large nose. I'm at least part of what she wants. You, yeah, you're. A, you've got. You've got like a ro- almost Romanesque. Yeah, he kind of has an old-fashioned face too. I, so yeah. I, I could have seen. It's you just as got a one of those faces, I suppose. One of the no- of, of like a Roman nobleman, really. <laughs> uh, he's not. He's yeah, no- thank he, you. He doesn't. Have, <laughs> he doesn't have enough of a schnoz. <laughs> That's true. It's like he's I like a junior size nose. It's, it's 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 I think it's well proportioned. It's, it's good, but it's not obnoxiously big. Like it's not Cyrano. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like Cyrano's a bit much. You don't you don't have to like approach at an angle for a kiss. Just like, yeah. Mm. I I mean I like my my face is smaller than his, so my nose kind of goes under his nose anyways when we kiss. So Perfect. It, it works. All right, great. <laughs> and things you didn't know. <laughs> Nose chest. Things you didn't want to know. Or maybe. <laughs> but now you know. Do you want to know more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, yeah. s- you silly fillies. Uh, all right. Well, I think beyond that, um, I, you know, I forgot about all the Nazi imagery. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you're like a kid watching this, you almost certainly will not like think about that it might be kind of like that's kind of weird that why do they all look like the, the empire in star wars and then later you're watching like oh they did a thing there yeah it, it's definitely picking it up the second time of going like oh right right i like i remembered the weird tone but i didn't remember that particular type of imagery i i had forgotten like neil patrick harris and his giant commissar hat like oh that's 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 awesome that that alone really made me just all the more fun so I I yeah I so I enjoyed this movie. I understand it's it's like it kind of tries to go two ways, and I think it doesn't like this thing doesn't work as like a super cerebral satire, and is also like too subtle. To, if someone's just like I just want to watch a movie about dudes shooting guns at bugs, it like it works as that, but like it's just like well, this is weird. So I I enjoy it though, like knowing more about the the, the satirical element of it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Josh? How do you think? I I say this is a movie you should probably check out. Yeah, yeah. I, I say that this is definitely on the list just because um, it's it's still like interesting and relevant. I think the the effects hold up. I think that you know it's you know it's campy. It's gonna be like a kind of silly in a way. You know the the love triangle never really pans no, out. It no. Never pays off or goes anywhere. It's but fine. you know as as like um if you just go in and go like I want a pretty dumb actiony movie that you know still that has like this very odd tone to it i think it totally does that and it does it well it's certainly not boring is the other thing like dr strange love is a great movie but i could see why some people just like i don't get this this is weird right Uh, this movie i think like keeps going at a pretty good pace yeah it's it's rolls along from scene to scene you kind of get to see some character growth and i mean the action scenes themselves are there's a good payoff with most of them. Oh, I also like just fun fact: the scene at the beginning, like their high, like their high school, and like where they go to get like the recruiting center and stuff. That's the LA Convention Center. Someone, <laughs> someone pointed that to me. It was wow. like, oh, that's wow. the LA Convention Center. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. The yeah. more you know. Oh, I, that's one of the things. Like watching um, the Walking Dead, I love the fact of just like the CDC and that is just like a, a, a art center in in Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> I was just like, no, no, no. The real CDC is like way back, hidden away, because that's where all the disease lives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like or um or if you watch the room, like or I know actually worse is uh, Birdemic. Is that movie takes place like right in my hometown. They mention places that I know, like, ooh, no, stay away. 
This movie's gross. <laughs> so <laughs> in I the best of, way, but yeah. I kind of have to think now or imagine that when they were filming the movie at the LA Convention Center, you just see all of these <laughs> kids walking around. It. Just, yeah, just all these weird Aryan kids just hanging just, out. Exactly. A lot of, yeah, a lot of like clean-faced white people here. What's, what's, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they all dressed like Nazi? <laughs> now, and nowadays, that happens all the time. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, I feel like there's some uh, some need to do this, Martin. Um, what happens in the other movies? Just get just break it down real quick. <laughs> yeah, just just like like what what's what's going on in this whole Starship Troopers? Does Rico become a bug? <laughs> <laughs> no. Does he fall in love with a bug? No, it just gets really, really weird. The second movie gets into some weird transhumanistic kind of crap with the bugs being able to develop psychic abilities and then hmm. them being in this outpost that's like part horror and then part uh, just weird psychic battle of wills between Rico and some other bugs. <laughs> and then the third movie just has that weird ass song, It's a Good Day to Die. Um, look it up There's on a YouTube. song in it. Yes, there is a song, oh and it is Starship like... Troopers the musical. Ooh, I would watch that. <laughs> uh, Come on, Starship, Starship Troopers on ice. Uh, Michael Ironside. <laughs> oh, he would he would totally be in it himself. That's the thing. He's the hero that we all need. Razak is the best. Michael Ironside. <laughs> would you like to know more? Would you like to know more? <laughs> God, I want to watch this. <laughs> oh, we should we should write this definitely. <laughs> Starship Troopers the musical <sighs> with with uh, with musical X by Bono. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, I mean, if you're really curious, I haven't seen the other two, and I think there's something else. There's a recent Starship Troopers project that's also in the works right now. Mm-hmm. I uh, think there's an animated show, but yeah. that can't be right. I'm I'm not sure if it's an animated show or if it's a movie. But something is going on on the on that, and that's supposed to be closer to the book too, which Uh-oh. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I don't know. I think yeah. Well, again, if it, if it's an actual satire and not just like, well, we're just gonna play it straight. Yeah, I don't. Uh, hard to say, but yeah, I mean the the other movies are really not worth their salt in terms of the fun that you get out of the the original. Right. So, so a Matrix two and three situation, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Josh. I mean, that's that, that was something we discussed before we even started this podcast. Is like, I think the Matrix is the ultimate. Like, I think that's the movie that I'm gonna go back and like. We do the is it still good test, and I think it's gonna be not good. It's probably not gonna be that good. No, but, but I think we're going to also like might have to dip our toe into two just to go like, oh Ugh. no, that one's awful. This one's I, awful. I watched. The second Matrix movie, probably about a year and a half ago, it, with Rift Tracks, and it was still unbearable. I like, I'm like, the, you know, Mike and the bots are doing their best, and it's like, I this is awful. This movie is so like, I was so bored watching that movie. Ugh. Just a lot of talking and a lot of like bad action. Oh, the action is so boring. All right, well, I think that'll do, uh, bring us to a close here with Starship Troopers. Any last calls? That's yeah, cool movie. I'd watch it. Makes for a good date night. Sabrina? Watch it. All right. I think the, the crew says go check out Starship Troopers wherever you can. It's probably rentable online in many dozen formats. And 
I'm sure that there's places that you could find it elsewhere as well. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but yeah, the Starship Troopers, that takes care of us this week for uh, for us. Next week, where it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Eric's choice. Yes, we we're, are watching the 1990 war movie Memphis Bell. So we're going to go from watching space Nazis to fighting the Nazis. Woo! More America! Squ- more square-jawed white people. Well, in this case, there's a, there's a, in this case, there's a reason for that. Um, so yeah, it's we're gonna talk about that one, mm-hmm. and you guys get all the get you can get your like weekly dose of John Lithgow. Yep, and then after that, we're gonna do the Weird Al classic UHF. Yeah. Woo! Oh, Fantastic boy. movie. Yes. All right. Uh, well, that will take care of us for this week. Uh, let me go ahead and remind you guys that we do have uh, the Patreon out there. Uh, and uh, I believe it's been a, a little bit, uh, but I believe we might have a new person that's joined <gasps> on the Patreon. Oh, my God. So let, a new best person in the universe? I know. So I need to make sure that I log in here and can actually pull up said person uh, because they are super cool. Um, it helps us out. Uh, also helps a little bit more because certain people of the staff may have lost their jobs recently. Mm. Uh, so it just uh, it it allows us to to keep going and be able to do this. I mean, you you guys being able to 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 listen in is is a is a charm itself. But we do have the Patreon. We do give awesome thank yous if you're able to to send stuff out to us and help us out with the show. Um, and you know there are benefits. There is a. Uh, there is a Discord out there if you uh, donate to the $5 level where you can hang out with us and, and we could talk movies. You can give inputs on what stuff you'd like to hear from us next. Uh, but let's see. Let's take a look. I'll just say in general, like we, we, we love interacting with people. So if you just want to drop a comment on us on Twitter or something, just to say hi or say, say how wrong we were or to correct us on something egregious. Yeah, find out please. something I say awful. Yes. You know? <laughs> if you want to know more... Just you know, tweet at us or comment, we'll, and or user emails. We take those too. Yes, um, we also take faxes. <laughs> yes. All right. So telegrams. The, so the uh, new edition is Ridea. I believe I, I'm hopefully saying that right. Uh, actually, a friend from other podcasts and uh, uh, also a friend over on the Twitter side. Yeah. So thank you very much for uh, donating across to us and uh, and helping us out. It is awesome that you uh, that you want to contribute. Indeed. So fantastic. Uh, so we do have that. You can go over to satfriendsclub.com and uh, and be super cool and find all of our episode listings there. Um, and you know, we are out on Twitter. Uh, you can go over to at set friends club. I've been a little bit less active on the Twitter as of late, uh, but it does have all of our contacts there. Uh huh. You can seek us out and, 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 you know, say hello and, you know, find all of our weird doings. Yes. And with that, that takes care of us for this week. Saturday friends club is closing its doors for one week and then we're going to reconvene next week. That's, that's how it works. Everyone out of the clubhouse. <laughs> yes. Get out. Um, but yes, uh, next week we will be doing Memphis Bell, traveling, <laughs> traveling the, the skies above Europe. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that takes care of us from myself and all from everyone here. Thank you very, very much for listening. It is fantastic that you uh, give us an hour plus each every week. And uh, till then, sleep well, everyone. And remember, service guarantees citizenship.